Today's episode chronicles a changing of the guard with Godzilla. This comes at a time where television seemed like it was supplanting film, in Japan at least. Effects wizard Eiji Tsuburaya, with a bit of support from Ishiro Honda, who convinced the leading actor to take the role, had produced a television series, Ultra Q, which debuted in January 1966. Kenji Sahara, the actor that Honda persuaded to join this, ended up a bigger star on TV than had ever been on film. The show was huge, watched by 30% of television-owning households in Japan, and was followed up in 1967 by Ultraman, which pushed the viewership to 40%. Watching monsters at home on a weekly basis, when there were no real reason to go to the cinema to watch monsters. So the good fortune of Tsuburaya Productions became an issue for the prospects of Toho's genre films. Honda stayed faithful to film in this period, but did not discourage others from transitioning away from it. He even pulled some strings to get his son, Ryuji Honda, a job as third assistant director for Tsuburaya Productions, where he went on to some success. Alas, at the end of 1965, Toho informed Honda that his annual director's contract would not be renewed. It was cost-cutting, a result of dwindling box office. This wasn't the end for Honda and Toho, but he would return on a project-by-project basis, remaining the go-to science fiction director. Just unsalaried. Godzilla continued, placed, it seems, into the hands of Jun Fukuda, seen as a skillful action director, but going to make five Godzilla movies. He made two and they put Honda back on the franchise, the two we're covering in this episode. These were noted as being tonally divergent, continuing to tread the paths opened up by Invasion of the Astro Monster, the exact direction Honda didn't want it to go. Godzilla now plays Boulder Volleyball and is a parent. The nature of these projects and our knowledge of Honda's view on where the franchise is going presents with a mystery with no clear answer. Now, was Godzilla taken away from Honda and given to Fukuda? Or did Honda reject the projects and therefore they were given to Fukuda? Whatever the reason, the result was the same. It's a new kind of Godzilla. So who is Jun Fukuda? Well, he worked on Rodan as assistant director and then took over from Honda on a spiritual follow-up to the H-Man called Secret of the Telegion in 1960. This is a thriller and it set a path for Fukuda for a bit. He probably directed crime dramas and mysteries during the early 60s, but was approached, in quotes, to direct the seventh Godzilla movie, Ibira, or The Sea Monster. The interesting thing about Fukuda is that despite becoming the kaiju man, helming the film that birthed Mechagodzilla, one of the real Godzilla icons, he wasn't a fan of these films. In fact, he resented them, it seemed. Resented being linked to them and felt they were of little worth. Some may argue this attitude is displayed in some of his films, in the more childish and campy approach to Godzilla. If the intent was mockery, he failed. The result is pure charm. But Fukuda does not like Godzilla sequels, and here's one quote to show it. Godzilla was born of nuclear power, and in the social environment, Godzilla, 1954, appeared. Originally, Godzilla didn't have emotions. He shouldn't have any emotions at all. No other film could beat the original Godzilla. He felt the same about King Kong and linked that to Godzilla as well. I had seen the original King Kong and felt that no one could do any better than that. 
For the same reason, no other film can beat the original Godzilla. In the later films, we always had to come up with a monster opponent for Godzilla, and Godzilla always had to beat the other monster. With that premise, it's pretty hard to make an interesting human story. And it gets more damning still. At one point, merely stating, I don't think that any sequels to the first Godzilla movie should have been made. When commenting on his own work, he had this to say, I did something like five, it was five, Godzilla films. The monsters became the stars and the human characters put into the background. The human story was cut down. The original one is director Honda's. The original is the only one that's successful. That's really good. I give all of my Godzilla films a minus score. Yeah. It's depressing to hear, especially as his films meant so much and mean so much to so many people. It seems the art of Fukuda speaks beyond him and perhaps even better than him, though his words may merely be self-deprecation. It's worth noting that he liked how his films found an audience, with this lovely quotation showing that, I had hated watching or hearing about these movies, but later I realised that they were really popular among children. When I was interviewed by the BBC too, the staff told me how much they liked them. I just don't get it. Recently, I was watching a TV documentary on Godzilla, and there was my film in the US video rental shop under the title of Son of Godzilla. Kids over there apparently watched Godzilla on TV. I love that first bit. I had hated watching, or who it was once as had. And then the reception changed it. The reaction of children. It's easy to put off by Fukuda's reaction to his work, and we will explore if it has merit on the podcast, but... I will leave you with this, words that speak volumes about his judgment, words he said about the upcoming then Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie. Yeah, that atrocity. Here's what he had to say. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It is easy for me to imagine that Mr. Nakano would do this movie, but I can't imagine what Americans would do with it. I think the Godzilla films must be produced by Americans. Well, Shin Godzilla would beg to disagree. Let's get on with the show. All right, we're here with Ranking the Monsters 14, which sounds like fewer than we've done, but that means we covered, what, about 27 of these monster movies? So, it's a lot of rubber suits. Yeah. And so big we're, men in Japan. <laughs> we're well on our way into the yeah. uh, kaiju cinema. Um, it doesn't sound like that many episodes, but we've covered a whole lot. We have covered a whole lot, and um, we were we were on a roll, really. We're setting up the Monster Battle Royale that is Destroy All Monsters, which I'm tempted to say for next episode we might, and I've not said this to Calvin yet, might even give a whole episode to that movie, because it because the, the movie after it is so unlike that film. Though I have another idea, which is maybe we do Destroy All Monsters and the American um, King of the Monsters, because Ooh. that is a bad version of that movie. Um, so it might be nice to jump in the future, but that's a bit of behind behind the door there. Um, so this time we are chronological with Godzilla. So Destroy Monsters comes soon, which is like the big comeback. Everyone, Honda's back, monsters, mm-hmm. action. But we get two slices of silliness, of, of I think quite endearing silliness in between, of Abira Horror of the Deep and Son of Godzilla, um, which are controversial films among the fan base. I know people that love them and people that hate them. Um, let's start with Abira Horror of the Deep, which is a favourite of some of our friends. What do you think of it, Cowan? Very endearing from the start, the way that it oh, gets the it. people together and they're kind of um, on their own mission. But then the guy's like holed up in the boat and he's also doing uh, some weird shit. And then uh, all the 60s spy aesthetic and movement of it all kind of keeps it tied to another thing. 
well, the monster stuff is really good. I mean, uh, Ebera is really satisfying mm-hmm. as like a crustacean kaiju who's uh, oversized and um, menacing. He has menacing claws and and looks cool on the screen. Um, I love nautical stories anyway, especially like weird, uh, fantastical nautical stories. You so like that Catherine Bigelow one a lot, didn't you? <laughs> yes, the K twelve. Yeah, yeah, big fan. Um, I just love. Uh, and a you were like Atragon, if I remember as well. You're a big fan of Atragon <laughs> as well. <laughs> Noted marine enthusiast, Calvin. Noted marine enthusiast. Um, mm, I saw this movie, Bait, which we might have to talk about at some point. Um, oh, I didn't know you. Like, I know that you started watching that. I didn't know that you yeah. finished watching that. Marine enthusiast, to... Calvin, will log on later. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, uh, brief pause from the Godzilla podcast. Did, did you like Bait? I love Bait. It was, uh, oh, it was destined for me. Um, the moment I heard of it, I knew that was like that coastal uh, mariner uh, fishing village thing. Uh, that's what I would go for. That aesthetic too, made yeah, for me. Pretty much the greatest movie ever made. Oh, fantastic. I love um, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, monster fans, watch Mark <laughs> Jenkins' bait. It's about tourism in yes. Cornwall. <laughs> oh, uh, the monster is capitalism in that film, but that is a monster. I mean, I, I love the movement too, just like how it takes the boat. I was a I was a marine enthusiast when those two boys took that submarine in a Camar- Oh yeah, in Gamera. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Gamera submarine. We love that. Okay, okay. You have you have marine credentials. I'm sorry for doubting them <laughs> for bad movies at you. Um so um a bit of the loop. I really like this movie. I don't quite love as much as some because I feel this movie is a bit um it's t- it's torn in a few ways, and I feel it's 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 successful at both. And I yeah. don't think it's successful at them both together. I think there's a really good atmospheric kaiju film here with some really actually like threatening scale visuals i think the final fight is one of the best of the franchise so far which we keep saying but that's because there is a degree of like how do we do it differently iterating Um, right so yeah totally adding the water to it and you've got them being held in the water you've got a bit of like using weaponry there's a bit in the movie which is my favorite bit you know the the um that boss fight from zelda we have to like keep hitting the ball back again and Uh, does that for a while it has the best rock fight and also the best surf rock fight in Mm. a kaiju film yeah, so once again, Godzilla is now fluent in using tools. I think he learned this from um, versus Kong of that idea of like, because Kong threw a rock at him and now he's throwing rocks everywhere. Just loves throwing rocks, like pocket sand mm-hmm. rocks, just bam, bam, bam. <laughs> loves that stuff. Um, so the fights in this are great. I really like just the way the arm comes out of the water. It looks incredible. The first few times you see it, it does a really good job of that Godzilla thing of, you see a bit of the monster. Then you see the whole of Ebera. He looks absolutely fantastic like dripping with stuff just grizzly kind of like cthulian kind of like eldritch horror monster you love that stuff that's really atmospheric i love when they're trying to like raise godzilla from the dead kind of like well from his slumber it's like there's a guy that just carries a sword for the movie just so this could happen that's kind of hilarious um oh that's brilliant and then you have this kind of like goofy faux james bond kind of spy movie of like rolling contrivances of where the monster is scared of yellow like it's the green lantern or something and <laughs> that's that stuff's great and you have imperial japan that are not imperial japan no yeah. they just have army uniforms and eye patches they're not evil fascists look both over the, there it's both the red movies, bamboo. very different both movies propose that the monsters are afraid of yellow smoke um which i like i think yeah um at one point in this movie um Godzilla definitively fights Rodan, but Rodan is a bird now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same. Like it's it's like Rodan shaped. It yeah. moves like Rodan, but it's a, like a giant turkey. The I guess the great thing though is that you get 
Mothra, Ebera, and Godzilla, mm. which is just an all star yeah. cast for me. Um, and the the parts are good. I like the the faux James Bond, and yeah. the and I like the kaiju parts even more. I like all um, of it. Yeah, it just doesn't coalesce in any meaningful way between those. It's I just it's think very it's a messy. great movie. It's ridiculously yeah. messy, but it's really fun. And like they are even independently fun. Like we start with like a dance marathon that's like they shoot horses, don't they? <laughs> I kind forget. of thing. Like yeah. dust you drop. And then someone's stealing a boat by accident or on purpose and because their brother is like on Infant Island. You're like, it's just this rolling like spread of contrivances like go, 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 which is fun. You've got the fuck stuff. Now, my thing about Mothra being this movie. So Mothra just sits there just in the background, just chilling, mm. just like waiting to be risen up. And I'm a hundred percent sure. It's because Mothra's like, no, I want my good song back. Where's my good song? Yeah. They're singing a new Mothra song. Mothra's like, no, the good song, please. The new song just doesn't slap the same way that that old Mothra that we attach to the end of each episode goes. Um, Yeah, I agree. I just, yeah, we need the, we need the peanuts summoning Mothra through the old song or it's just not going to work. Are these, are these new peanuts? Is uh, yeah, so the peanuts are not in them anymore. Um, so the, we, okay. we, we've gone past peanut things. So I guess because they are a singing group, we've lost the rights to their music. So we have a new Mothra song, which just uh, isn't as good. Post uh, peanuts, which is a shame. It's t- yeah. If we didn't have the old Mothra song, it would be good. But it's it you know. Um, it's just some really fun awesomeness in this. There's a bit where they're trying to like hide some people. They just walk around like holding a metal plate for a while, just, like, <laughs> hiding some people. That bit totally rolls. They it's do it really with haphazard. the they do it with the middle plate and in the bushes too. They they <laughs> yeah. have multiple approaches where they're hiding under things. There's a bit where um, Godzilla or like go. I've, my note here just says planes kill them all. Goji surf rock plane murder. Surf <laughs> rock Godzilla fighting is very good. He just dances and smashes planes. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know, it's like some capoeira kind of thing when like the plane's coming at him, he's just like, Yeah, like you say, uh, back to Astro Monster, it's kind of taking mm. off how campy and fun Godzilla could really be. I don't know why there are fighter jets on me, there are loads of them. It's got, like, <laughs> the, the red bamboos only have a fleet of fighter jets, and Godzilla just like dance fights them to death. I didn't know he could dance, and my dance fight it rules, but then suddenly it's atmospheric every now and then. Um, and he atomic breathes a, a random bird that wakes him up from us. <laughs> don't get it but it's fun good movie it's a good movie it's a great movie yeah i i enjoyed every moment of it um yeah the messaging still about like the natives and like the colonialism (laughs) not fun but yeah and for a while you think it's going to be like oh it's about kind of like japanese imperial and colonial expansion but then it's like no these are different people this is new (laughs) different people the red bamboo and not imperial japan look over there okay well they are but like you say the dragon eye patch kind of gives it away (laughs) yeah no kind of rolls it's it's such an it's the most ornate eye patch i've seen in a movie maybe ever it's really incredible they put so much effort into it um but yeah when this is being like a really good kind of like atmospheric kaiju flick it's one of the best ones, those, and there's mm-hmm. one of the best silly ones of those as well. And then it's kind of like together in this haphazard. You can kind of tell that Fukuda doesn't really give a crap, um, but it comes across in a way that's fun. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good that he's uh, so indifferent yeah. that he just allowed himself to camp it out. And uh, um, I, I mean, I think he has the right idea. The serious approach it was already done as well yeah, as totally. it could be done the first time. So, so he's making TV style monster movies, but as as movies, um, I. I do like the bit, the fight of just like ripping at his mouth and like ripping off his arm and using it as scissors. That yeah. rules. I do not like the ending of the movie when they say we should use atomic bombs better. Yeah. That 
is incredible. Like in, in a Godzilla movie, it's like there's some things that you can stray from Godzilla and make it campy and silly, and we're, we're fine with that. But the one thing that I would say is sacrosanct is the the messaging of that original Godzilla film. Don't contradict it. And there are some later films that do that as well. There's one that I really don't like coming up relatively soon that has like, uh. what if we went back and like kind of won the war a little bit? That one gets rough. Um, but this bit when they're like, we should learn to not use smoke bombs or to use them better. I'm like, just cut one line off there. What is the use them? Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Bad. It's kind of one of those movies that's uh, preferring one um, devastating weapon over another and mm. uh, learning how to use it, uh, which has come up a few times. Surprisingly. Yeah, that was the Atricon thing as well, wasn't it? Being like, yeah, it was. against militarism. So we made a bigger weapon to win <laughs> the militarism. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's the it's, thing now. The arms race put into like a mm. Godzilla context. It's very strange when that happens. I guess it's in the context of demilitarized Japan, isn't it? Of the sense of, I guess, as a, as, as a culture is like paring down its militarism, they can like, at least, I think that it's a projection here of being like, yay, we are strong. strong. But actually the films have toned down the like the military fantasy element. And that is completely dropped in these Fukuna movies and was very much dropped in the when Godzilla hit space. So less, less little tanks, less like rays from tanks. I'm, I'm happy with that. I enjoy it because this is like for um, James Bond. And then the next mm. one is, uh, well, I've been rewatching Jurassic Park a lot with Ezra. And it's just kind of yeah. like that foundational. Element she loves where Chris Pratt. Yeah. Where, where there's like a, <laughs> where there's a camp and they're um, just creating these environmental conditions where these monsters can thrive. And uh, they have these uh, weird coloring systems. Like oh, I like both movies. Use, like uh, that soon. We're going to have a monster Island soon. We are. Okay. Yeah. I do want that. So there's a lot of red, yellow, and blue buildings, which I also like. Yes. I like when buildings look like they were designed by scientists. Like they don't look architecturally sound. They look like a scientist made them. Are you familiar with the um, Pompidou Gallery in Paris? Yeah, uh, somewhat. I've it, heard of it. Which is it's one of my favorite buildings. In fact, we just um, bought a, a in fact, a, an anecdote. I need to email this person because I said I was going to. I was, as one does, shopping for Japanese prints of posters at the weekend. Kind of by accident, found myself. And so um, Affleck in Manchester, for those that know Manchester in the United Kingdom, this really great kind of like collection of independent stores, really cool, um, awesome place. And there's a little store where they were selling like just, just prints of movie posters. And there's like old Japanese ones. I was like, cool. I flipped through them. There was like a, a versus Gigan one. I was like, oh, it looks cool. That movie kind of sucks. So I'm not going to get that versus Megalon. Yeah, that does look cool. And there was a Mothra one, um, which I could pick up from behind. There's no point in showing you because this is not a video podcast. But yeah. anyway, so I picked up that. And Emma, my partner, picked up one of the Pompidou as well because we both like that building so much. Um, and then when I, was, when I was buying my Godzilla poster, the person in the front of the store struck up a conversation about Godzilla stuff, um, which may go somewhere. It'll be interesting. Um, so we'll see. That was fun as well, you know, meeting Godzilla fans in the wild. Um, but the Pompidou Center is this, like, I forget who the, the um, architect is, I should know. But it's Pompidou, much, clearly, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's designed with, uh, it's like the, the outside is the inside. So all of like the pipes and the like are on the outside of the building. And it just looks awesome. Yeah. And that reminds me of everything in this building and being like just colorful pipes everywhere, steam, yellow stuff. I really like it. It's just block colors give me loads of block colors yeah very Yacht primary tea. color aesthetics and yeah mm. yeah yaktati and you're looking at like a a very distinct visual design that doesn't look like it's something that should exist like in a civilized no. place it's very cool oh yeah it rules so much so um by the way um, ever a poster i love like the stark yellow i've always thought about it i've wanted to get to this movie forever so mm. uh, I've, so is that the, the, the Criterion one where it looks really awesome with like the, the creature moving around? 
Yeah, yeah. Because the original Ebra poster, which I need to look up, is what if a kaiju poster was a James Bond movie? It's ridiculous. It's got like a, <laughs> it's got like a Bond babe on the front, which is kind of not in the movie at all. It's absolutely ridiculous. A little bit. Um, I can um, see where they're drawing it from. Like yeah, that, that woman that leads them around is kind of like a Bond girl in a way. Um, yeah, it's it, an interesting poster. It kind, it kind of like he rules. <laughs> It Loki rules, but um, it, yeah, it's a, not really the movie. Um, however, we're going to go to one of the most maligned and criticised movies in the Godzilla franchise of the, the Showa era, at least. Um, Son of Godzilla. Is it maligned? We know lots of people that hate this movie. We um, do? Mm, mm, not for a long. People, hate movie. people yeah. don't like Minya because they're idiots. Minya rules. People don't think that Godzilla should be a dad, apparently. They're against that. People think the movie is stupid. Um, I think it's one of the best. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I love this movie. Cameron, what do you think? I'm in physical shock. I don't want to know these people much longer. But um, <laughs> I, I like Minya. I like Godzilla being a dad. I like the weird structure of this that's been so far different than anything we've seen. Mm. Um, I, it takes a little bit to get to the monsters, which I'm always yeah. uh, cautious about. But uh once you get past like that 20 minute mark and you got the praying mantises, it's kind of off to the races. Yeah. Um, I think the opening act is just, it's a little bit like dull and plodding, but like pleasant of like caring about weather and balloons and stuff. And I yeah. stop to like really care and don't really know what's going on. And as soon as we get to, we find an egg. And as we know from um, Mothra versus Godzilla, <laughs> the, the, what you want is an egg. An egg makes these movies good. Um, so all the best Godzilla movies have eggs in them. So I've always wondered about it. I, is every permutation of Godzilla different? I feel like Godzilla is a mom, but um, mm. I feel like Godzilla is a maternal, um, or at least a androgynous gendered character. Like there's no like yeah. distinct one. So it's it's hard for me to take Godzilla as a father. But uh, between this and coming out, I I kind of get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a really interesting approach, and I can see why people <laughs> at the time were like, "Sorry, what? Have you take the symbolization of our nuclear guilt, and then you make it into what if dad? Um, which <laughs> what if nuclear guilt were our dad? Yeah, <laughs> nuclear family. There you go. Um, so you've got <laughs> you've got that, and I like that he teaches Minya. Or sorry, they. I mean, we should probably not gender Godzilla. Godzilla is just Godzilla. Um, okay. When they teach Minya to blow little like starts little smoke rings to try and like learn the little atomic breath that's so, so cute. cute yeah um i like His noises the... are cute i like the reoccurring mm. song um as a twin peaks fan you know i like reoccurring music yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. key into a character so every time there he's like dragging minyo along on his tail it has kind of that like uh jaunty bouncy music which uh delightful I, I i love it too i love it so much and i, I really like the dynamic because um Godzilla's not a very good parent, really, but cares and is supportive. It does Tough a really love. good job of, of, <laughs> of, of not knowing what to do. It, it, it's a Godzilla that obviously it's, you know, young parent, didn't really, obviously not a planned child, has this mm. child now and learns. There are so many movies that do this with human characters and people just love of being like, oh, you know, they learn to love and feel through having a child. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Apparently when you put Godzilla in it, I'm like, yes, give this Godzilla <laughs> emotions through their child. Child. have you got like tough love Godzilla that actually learns to learns to love Minya and rather than just like beating Minya kind of at points which is rough but presented weirdly charming I wanted to watch it with Ezra but I'm kind of glad I didn't because like the praying mantises are kind of just like mm. harassing the shit out of Minya and it's yeah. one of those more graphic ones where when Godzilla comes in to defend him he he basically like crushes the, the mantis I, 
like physically destroys it, like folds it in half. I uh, like this move towards more interestingly designed creatures, more like bug-like stuff. Like Abira is kind of like, I mean, you know, lobsters are kind of like buggy, aren't they? And he is, he is a lobster. And now you've got this giant spider, a karamunga or something, come over it's cool. And you've got the giant yeah. mantises. Like, uh, big versions of things that we know, I think always just works for me. And I, I, I like the way the mantises move, mantis, I don't really know. Um, the spider is awesome. There's some good violence involving it. It's It's got some cool Godzilla moments, but you're up at the structure. The structure is very much about bonding with, with Minya. There's a bit, to make my weird reference of the day, there's a bit in this movie that really reminds me of Journey, the um, 2012 PlayStation game, where spoilers for the end of Journey, I guess, where like it, like snow, you're, you're trying to go up this mountain, it's all wordless and beautiful, and then you're walking down this mountain in the snow, and you just collapse into the snow, and the whole idea that like a friend comes along, and you, and then it's like very, very jubilant, wonderful. And there's that moment in this, it's also like the, the third human condition film, actually, as well, to get more highbrow of it. Um, <laughs> Of Minya just like so sadly collapsing in the snow and then just being helped out. It's it, it looks really nice and it's a very lovely emotive moment. It's quite heartfelt. It fits in the arc. I really like this movie. I think it's one of my favorite Godzilla shots so far. Is that mm-hmm. with him holding him up in the snow and then uh, yeah. I watched the dub version, so they had like very awkward conversations uh, yeah, around that. Too. You did me do too. good. I did. Uh, I did watch the um, the Japanese version before and the dub just auto led and I was like, yeah, I'll stick to the dub. Why not? What's the what's the guy's name? He's like. I'm Rayu. I'm a boy. I, I like that in the dub. <laughs> just shout nonsense all the time. It rules yeah. so much. They have the most phatic, pointless conversations about like <laughs> monsters and like giant mantises. Oh, kind of down with that. Bad dubs kind of rule. Once you've seen yeah. the proper version, watch a bad dub. It rules. Yeah. I uh, like quite a bit about this movie. I, I like mm. the scale. I do like the spiders a lot. I like how they move. The, the puppeteering is obviously good. Yeah, I think I is. think they they always maintain like a scale. It doesn't always look good, but I I always no. believe the monsters are larger than the people and that they're towering in some way. So you're on the record as a Minya fan, then you're a fan of the Minya. I think Minya helps sell the scale too. I think having a yeah. a smaller version and a spider and mantis like these multiple scaled creatures kind of helps me believe in. Yeah, I, I do like Minya though. I think it's very cute. And uh, yeah, I agree with cute. Some people, some people say Minya ugly. They lie. They they don't say that. They do. I've heard them say it. It's been said to me in person. In person, someone said that to your face. Yeah. What did what did you do about that? Was that a confrontation? Was it? I was a, I was affronted. Um, I okay. now this may be slander. I also believe that friend of the show Jack Davenport is a Minya hater. What I believe that is the case. It seems so in Jack Davenport's wheelhouse that this menu that I'd Jack Davenport, who we're going to keep using his full name for because it's funny, um, has a surprisingly selective wheelhouse. And this may be weird and just Jack slander. Maybe Jack Davenport loves menu, but I'm saying on record, the man hates menu. I would have think Jack Davenport would have loved him. I mean, he's he's so cute. He's so funny. I mean, uh, mm. he he sets Scott's a lot. Is that Jack or for... Sorry, both. Uh, Jack Davenport is very cute and <laughs> Jack funny Davenport, too. you're so cute and funny. <laughs> all your little bloopers. Yeah, uh, all those Watching blooper your heart casts. your your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> blooping over there. Thank you for wrecking me movies, Jack Davenport. Yeah, I got 61 movie wrecks from Jack Davenport, which was very cute yeah. and funny too. Um, there's, uh, yeah, there's so much more humanity when you give him a son. Uh, you know that. Mm. Uh, all you need to do if you're a parent is uh, put a father or mother figure in a film and then that's the only way we this can feel anymore, right? What Steve? I've learned about 
society through video games since 2016 is that the only way for men to show emotions is to be dads now. Um, it's true. It's they, the way I learned how to feel through. things. <laughs> this is why I still haven't played Dad of War because of resentment of this. <laughs> of I'm sure the game is great. And I, I've played all of the God of War games. I've played the PSP God of War games. I have a huge God of War fan. And I refuse to play Dad of War. So I was like, I'm so done with this trope. I and think like, that's I the feel now. I think that's Ugh. the same script. I'm a boy. I think that's the same script as this movie. Uh, it's something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boy. It basically, boy. It's, if you add dialogue to Godzilla and Minya, it's Dad of War. Um, yeah. I didn't play it either. I just don't care. Um, yeah, it's on Steam now. There you go. Let's advertise that. Steam. This podcast sponsored by Steam. Give us more bespoke games like the original God of Wars with like uh, distinct structures that are easy to play if you're actually a dad and don't have time to put 60 yeah. hours into dad simulators. Yeah. 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 Calvin gets enough dadding at home, all right? Yeah, Dadification of video game. No, I'm not. I'm not that into it. I'm, I'm into things like you say, Journey. I think that's a better way to spend time with the... Hmm. With a co-op experience, that would be better to show Ezra than God of War, Dad of War. Um, <laughs> well, that's I think I, I know we're so off topic here, but I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head of like there these games that people want to be like, oh yeah, they're so meaningful and like really comfortable. But you're right, like the specific audience has actually got thinner and thinner and thinner. Of mm-hmm. it's now just like it's games we're trying to pretend for a long time that there's like they're for everyone now. Like actually, you've got more <laughs> for dudes. You've actually made it more for dudes. It, it's, it's actually this, this exclusive patriarchy idea. It's exclusively that 18 to 34 target demo. Mm. That's it now. And I just have, I don't know. I'm I'm almost out of that demo and uh, I feel it. I feel like I, I want very simple collaborative uh, co-op stuff. I want Nintendo. I've receded back mm. into uh, the childish game. It's the only game for everyone. So I feel that way about movies too. That's why I, yeah. uh, I got on with these kaijus finally. And these last two, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really in. Like, I'm, I think they're great. I really like these movies. I really like them. So with that in mind, shall we try and do an official ranking of Absolutely. the monsters? Let me get up my list, which you thankfully sent me a, a lovely link to. A link to my own list, because I'm I am inept. Thinking of ranking things. Uh, <laughs> is that how we that. end this podcast? <laughs> don't talk about that. You know we don't talk about that. <laughs> Um, for some reason, it's opened it on the browser in my phone rather than, oh, for God's sake, I'll just. Me too. Oh, I cut this bit. Yeah, cut it all, I say. <laughs> record it all again. Yeah, we do, yeah that's what we do on the Twin Geeks now. Um, we record monsters. All right, so we're just going to read the top 10, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because there's no need to go below the top 10. If you want to look at more than top 10, then go to my Letterbox page, um, Stephen Gillespie on Letterboxd or Stephen Inge, PH in the middle. Um, not in the middle of the entire world, in the middle of Stephen. Um, and you can find my list, the Ranking the Monsters list, um, probably like slash list slash Ranking the Monsters would probably also get you there. I don't know. I'm not your dad. Um, <laughs> so our top 10. Calvin, read the top 10. Number one, Godzilla. Two, Gamera. And Godzilla 2? Number one is Godzilla 2? No. Uh, number one, we have Godzilla. Matthew 4. Hold on, I need to I need to pull it up in a different browser too. <laughs> I'll cut a bit around this stuff. Um, I need to clone the list. Cut, 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 okay. Cut, cut, cut. Number one, Godzilla, nineteen fifty four. Great movie. So many. Oh, it's the, pretty much the great. I know I said that twice this podcast. Pretty much the greatest movie made. And it's the only one, uh, according to our director today. Um, yeah, according to the director of Godzilla sequels, <laughs> the only one. <laughs> 
And two, Gamera vs. Squaron. What a fun movie. Mm. It's oh, so great. Rose so much. Three, Mothra vs. Godzilla. Just a, just an all-timer Mothra. Top, top tier Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, Extra Matter Space. That's a weird <laughs> one that you and Jack Davenport like. That's, that's uh, really great. You know what? I take back all my slander. Jack Davenport knows his movies. Five, Big Man Japan. That's a uh, one of that, movies that Jack Davenport likes. <laughs> Jack bad. Davenport likes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a fun uh, guest episode mm. that you could listen back to now. Yes. Uh, six, The Host, uh, which... One, uh, that, one that Vaughn likes. Yeah, one that Vaughn and I like. I'm um, noticing a trend here. We get guests on and our like the, us liking the guests just sneaks these movies up into like way higher the list. You think that's what it is? Do you think it's list? Yeah, genuinely. I think we're just like, ah, oh, because they because they come on so passionate for them. We're like, yeah, yeah, you've won me. I'd put it at number three, put it at number four. And now I'm looking back and I go, I do like Big Man Japan. But yeah. Do I like it that <laughs> like, Do I like it more than that. these other movies after? Do I like it, it more oh. than the host camera virus yeah. and Bogasari? No. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, seven we had Gamera, eight, uh Vira, nine, Pulgasari, and ten Madra. Uh classic Madra in there. Mm-hmm. Which mm. I have a poster for because I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think uh I think most of those are better from than X from Outer Space and Big Man Japan, but uh that's just uh me. Uh, well, X Mount Space rerolls. Um, Abira, Abira is great. It's a really good movie. First place, really good. Abira. War <laughs> of the Deep. That's a, that's such a great subtitle too. So Abira, um, I think we're talking. We, I think we are talking top ten territory. So let's say, yeah. would we take Abira over Mothra? I'd even go further up. I'd take it over the host. Well, yeah, but let's let's okay, gotta, okay. Let's slow it down. Let's go. Gotta yeah. have a. Gotta have some kind of like <laughs> suspense here. I know that. I know that I am often a purveyor of chaos, but we need order and control. For okay. A second. But would okay. I take it over Mothra? I'm not too sure. Would Would you do that? Um, it's less racist than Mothra. That's good. Yeah. So I think it wins on the less racist front. Um, Pogasari. Yeah, I, I'd put it Pulgasari fun novelty that I like a lot. That I, I like this movie more. Yeah, I think these these two gameras, I think, like again, the first gamera is ridiculous. This is ridiculous, but when it's good, this is actually quite similar in that it's ludicrous and silly, but when it's good, it's better. So mm-hmm. I think we're there, which leaves us with is it better than the host? That's harder. That's around the territory. Now, I think is it, it gets better to. than the host? No, the host no. is a better movie. Is it a better kaiju movie than the host? I think absolutely because it has mm. the the threefold <laughs> strong creatures. I mean, Ebra is a great addition. Godzilla, yeah. of course, always good. We know how we feel about Madra. Mm-hmm. So, above the host, Ebra or Big. This is quite nice because we know that whatever we do here, Ben is fine. Mm-hmm. So even if we did supplant Big Man Japan, Ben loves Ebra so much. Yeah, <laughs> that it doesn't matter. This is difficult for me because I feel like Abira is a good one of those. Big Man Japan is more interesting. Yeah, I think in like in the mundanity of it and what it explores about kaiju's, it, it might have a little bit more to say than uh Abira does, as much as I like Abira, just like the action of it and being inside right. it. And um as a whole I'm, movie, I like Ebera more. Yeah, no, I agree. Um I'm I'm happy with Ebera as uh Ebera Abira, I don't know. Um as a six. Yeah, uh, I could take it below Big Man Japan, just because Big Man Japan's so weird. Like, a, mm. as much as I like everyone, I think we have this uh, Godzilla and we have a Mothra. 
counted for yeah. above it. So yeah, it's okay. Okay. Son of Godzilla. I think Son of Godzilla is better than ever. You do? Um, yeah. I don't think the movie's as good, but I think it might be a better kaiju movie, which I think is our discussion. Yeah, I, I think both. I think it's a better movie um, okay. and a better kaiju movie. I won't argue too strongly against it because I like it just about as much. I just I, I'm so attached to like the surf rock weirdness and the true the surf rock weirdness is, is good. Um, I will say I would put Son of Godzilla. Here's my case, and feel free to just chuck it away above Big Man Japan because if we base them on kaiju as parent movies, <laughs> it's a better yeah. kaiju as parent movie. I might even put it above X from Outer Space. Well, that's um, just madness. That's just madness. <laughs> I mean, as a kaiju movie, I know that you like X Men: Stars, but... but he just wobbles around for like the destruction. The destruction in X Men: Space is so good as <laughs> he just wobbles his way. Um, There's not much interesting destruction in either of these movies. Um, no, there isn't. We've kind of like it's not. It's more about the monsters in a weird way. There is that good fight in Evera. There is, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't put it above Mothra vs Godzilla. I think it, it's no. got to go. It's between this and X from Outer Space, I think. We can put it above Big Man Japan. Yeah. It's okay. What do you think? Um, should, should, should I stop being silly and just give in, or should I accept that my, my boy running through the city is so hilarious? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know what to do. I, I like Minya so much that I side with Minya. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. We're going to put Son of Godzilla. Take that, haters. And, you know, because I think because it's got so much hate towards it, we have to defend four. it. Like, yeah. much like Godzilla coming and uh, hmm. crushing those mantises, we have to defend it from friends like Jack Davenport. Yeah, who again may like the movie. I'm not sure. I think he oh. doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know he didn't like it. I think he may have rewatched it recently and likes it more. But um, he was he was a mini hater at some point, I'm sure. If not Jack Davenport, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, apologies to Jack Davenport if Jack Davenport doesn't like it or likes it yeah. more yeah. than we've indicated. With vowels or without vowels. I'm sorry, Jack Davenport. <laughs> So that gives us a new top 10 of Gamera versus Virus at 10, Gamera the Giant Monster at 9, The Host at 8, Ibira Horror of the Deep, you're right, that's a great title, at 7, Big Man Japan, another great title, great titles here yeah. at 6, x Out of Space, great title, 5, Son of Godzilla, great title, 4, Mothra God versus Godzilla, it's not inherently a great title, no. um, 2, Gamera versus Quiron, bad title, one, but Godzilla. Bad title, good movie for the verses. I mean, it invented the word Godzilla, so I'm saying it's a good title. I think the, the oh, that Godzilla one's a good is... title. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's like Godzilla is a good title for a movie. All right. I meant Gamera versus Garon, and uh... yeah, it's just a you know blah versus blah. Um, fantastic. Yeah, we did uh, good work. I think. I think we settled into a top ten that'll be hard to keep mm. moving down now. Um, I think. Well, yeah. I think once the host gets out of it, it'll be very hard for movies to break in. Um, yeah. It's a good like dividing line. Um, so, um, Kevin, what's going on on the, on the, on the website that, that you own? Well, we have uh, Twin Geeks going through Peter Bogdanovich, Peter mm. Poddanovich, uh, the last podcast show uh, at Long Last Pod. Uh, what's up, Pod? <laughs> it's good. Uh, we've done a few episodes of that we're pretty deep mm. in. Uh, so fun episode of that coming up. We just did. Um, I'm thinking spoiling things with the uh, licorice pizza. You we guys did. know what's up next? Um, no. Um, okay. we were going to um 
record this weekend but i'm in spain so we we can't because i'm away oh. um, but we'll do it the weekend that i'm back um which is the next one and um that gives time in between to watch some some recent releases i thought i've been watching loads of recent releases recently um recent releases recently just depends what we want to watch because i'm on that stacks kick stacks yeah. coming soon the oscars have been announced um which means that just after the oscars we'll record it really soon after the Oscars and then it's just as quick as Jack can put it up. You know, Jack's a very busy man. Jack Davenport, that is, by the way, Jack Davenport. Jack Davenport. Jack, Jack Davenport. Right. Um, we'll put it up. So the Stacks, mine and Jack Davenport's Stack Davenport um, <laughs> award show. Um, though actually, um, you can vote in the Stacks, people. If you're listening to this, you can vote in the Stacks. You, yes, you. Um, if you go, if you join our Discord, um, the Twin Geeks Discord, um, where you can say hello to us, um, go to the website twingeeks.com and go to the community tab and then ask me and I'll send you the link to the Google form where you can vote in the stacks. So there is an audience award for almost all the categories. We have some special categories that only we vote for. So you can pick what you think is the best performance, best cinematography, best effects, best movie. Um, the results so far are really, really interesting. I really like it because mm-hmm. Jack and I have very specific taste in films and so do quite a lot of our closer friends. And it's a nice reminder that Ours Most are different. Uh, yeah, um, it's it, it's it's nice to see that actually being like these movies that we're like, eh, it's fine of, of them them getting theirs, and it's movies that often get forgotten at award shows, even though they're very very popular films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's great. So you vote in the stacks, vote in the stacks, and then it's coming um, at the end of March. I'm also working on like an alternative Oscars project with a group, a large group of critics, which will just be some Twitter yes. thing, which uh, that'll be interesting. I don't have a lot to announce, but I'm also working with a. Um, the banana meter, which you can yes. search for on Twitter. So uh, a couple of alternatives to mainstream um, awards and aggregation that we're doing. Yeah. Doing it good. So yeah, you can find us all over the place. Um, the DD cast is back. I listened to that today on my commute. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's um, great We stuff. miss Pavlois, but I mean, my love of Murph has been established so many times in so many podcasts. <laughs> I love Murph so much. I just love listening to him. Um, just such a joy. So you get to listen to him talk about Epic Mickey and how he thinks it's not so epic or broken. Weirdly, does. <laughs> interesting yeah i have to finish yeah. that one yeah i didn't i thought it would be the other way around i guess i've just typecast and pigeonholed those people um so yeah find all our things everywhere um you can find a review from me of cow um maybe by this time this post my souvenir part two review will be up i think so yeah it should be nominal film oh speaking of great british movies like bait from earlier <laughs> <laughs> and calvin you've got some great writing on the site as well yeah, um, I'd also like to plug Jack Davenport. I bet you would. Um, hey, so... hey, now. <laughs> I just there mean for being Jack Davenport. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, thank you, Jack yeah. Davenport. Um, so until next time, we shouldn't long for other planets, but make Earth a place free of wars and traffic accidents. Sudaya, Sudaya.